0: When it comes to Podmeat's world, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai.
1: The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5.
2: With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
1: And as you know, we are tech heads.
2: Call
0: 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ioniq 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode
2: is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers.
0: Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies
1: Indy um Indy is obsessed with the concept of auto tune. And he's always asking like, "Well, can we do that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but you should actually learn how to sing. Don't just <laughs> don't just cheat."
0: Wait, he's interested in auto tune from the perspective of, "Well, I'll just sing a song and if it's not good, can't we just auto tune?" Yes.
1: Yes. Because because it's come up when we're watching things, you know, he the idea like we've been watching the zombies movies and right. the descendants films which are great. Um and he's been he keeps bringing up like, well, is that them really singing? And it's kind of hard to tell sometimes, you know, we've had to like, right. Google it. And and even so, and, and then, and actually it turns out a lot of them are real singers, which is great. Um, but, you know, I, I can't sing very well. My wife can sing incredibly well. She's like pitch perfect every time. Um, and Andy's you know, he's got a good voice already. He likes singing, but he loves the idea that he doesn't have to learn how to sing, that he can just maybe express himself and we can auto-tune it. So he's like, can we get that software? And I'm like, actually... I think we can. You can, can, yeah. like, can you just download <laughs> AutoTune software and figure Probably. it out? But so here's yeah. a
0: better question then. Why doesn't he just sing and go, well, even if it's bad, who cares? I just want to express myself. I don't even need auto-tune to make it sound good. I just am going to enjoy it because I have fun
1: doing it. Uh, I guess I've, 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 I guess I put too fame? much pressure on him. <laughs> <I> guess, <laughs> nice. That's when it's your fault. We're like, basically like, no, 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 you should learn how to sing. I mean, right. partly because I never learned how to sing and, I, th- you know, I was in musicals as a kid, but no one ever explained to me, like, even though I took piano class or whatever, I, I like, didn't understand hitting notes as a concept. Mm. Like, I really thought that you just like heard whatever instrument was going and then you just kind of jumped out there and sang. Like, I never learned pitch or hitting right. notes and it was like really basic and- Can you read music? No, no. Um, but I, I just, like, I wish somebody had sort of sat me down and, like, taken me through. You know, and I think the problem was I just didn't have a natural enough talent. Um, but yeah, interesting, co- y- you know, bringing this full circle to Boy Meets World. Like, people have commented, there's an episode where I sang on Boy Meets World. Um, mm. And people have said, like, oh, your voice is great. It was auto-tuned. An oh. early version of auto remember. What, you, ra- what did you sing? Ra- uh, y- I, I've got you, babe. It's, um, remember when we did like a karaoke episode when Ben oh, and Danielle okay. did the war song. War. Yes. Right. yes. That was, I, well, I got up there and saying, I've got you, babe with a a, a a girl that you know who's a guest star who was an amazing singer she was like a professional singer and actor um and I re- I worked hard like I remember practicing yeah. with her but I had to harmonize and I can't harmonize I can't do any of that um but anyway uh yeah so like I've had people come up to me and they're like oh you, you actually have a good voice I'm like yeah because and it was I remember Ray Colcord coming up to me after like the next week he was like don't worry I fixed it it sounds good Oh jeez. Um, and that was like back in the day before like autotune was available to everybody you know so right. he was he was using his incredibly high-tech 90s equipment.
2: Yeah, they used to do that because I had to sing To Sir With Love, To Feeny, at the graduation episode, and they sent me to, like, a professional singing coach for two weeks before that episode. Yeah. And then when I finally did it, I did it as, like, a joke, and I remember going, like, why did I need all the professional lessons if I'm flopping around on Bill? And, like, it was... The, <laughs> I like I you, would like make you more confident. Thing. I think it was i to i make make you more sang, I sang a ton growing up. I was just yeah. better at smoking. So it was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. It's like there comes a point where you pick you pick which one do you want to do? And I was like, I'm really good at the smoking thing. Right, um, we were
0: we were in an acting class together for a while and yeah. one of the one of the classes we had to sing and I was absolutely terrified. Oh, it's my nightmare. I hate it. I mean, yeah. I hate singing in public. I yeah. and I think I can trace it back to sorry, mom. I think mm-hmm. I can trace it back to in the car with my mom going back and forth to auditions and just singing like like no one was there, and right. I remember at one one time, my mom said, "Can we let Celine Dion sing it?"
2: Oh, <laughs> nice! Oh no, and we're
1: finally getting I, to the dark side of Jen Fischel. Thank I, you mom. I, I, for the I first think time. she was
0: probably just like so sick of <laughs> yeah. hearing me. I'm sure. tra- and and it, by the way, it was fully a Celine Dion song. Like I was, and I'm oh, trying you to were Celine, out. Right. I mean, I yeah. was belting out notes. I had no business yeah. trying. She misses and, them eighty percent. And of the time. I just remember thinking, well. I'll never do that again.
2: <laughs> now, no, now, I know. Like, I
1: mean, I've always said the same thing. My brother used to make so much fun of me for singing, um, you know, yeah. and, I, and it's a bummer. Like, but I do think that when, like, I, I definitely want to encourage Andy to feel free and to sing, yeah. um, because I think it's so beautiful. Like, uh, you know, I it's it, I wish I could sing. Like, if I I would trade anything. I would yeah. cut off really? my left Really, That's the one you would yes. pick is singing. Really? Okay. Absolutely. No, say? haven't you ever heard the thing that all actors want to be rock stars and all rock stars want to sure. be actors? Sure. Like I totally believe that. Like you, I think you I would, you would add... pick
2: playing an instrument over singing, though. Like being sure. an, an amazing guitarist or an amazing pianist over. I would having no. A great I'd want to sing. Yeah, I want to sing. Yeah, yeah. I'd want to sing. Yeah.
1: But but if short of singing, yeah, I, musical talent is just like I do play guitar. Like you know, I I, I picked it up when I was in my thirties and taught myself like enough of what. I like to sing too, but I would never do it in front of anybody else right I just play yeah. with my family, I sing right. by myself and I have so much fun Like
0: having kids has made me a lot more comfortable just embracing that because uh, Adler is so free and loves to dance and sing and and, yeah. and I like to dance and sing with him and so I for children, I have overcome my fear of looking like an idiot. I will do yeah. I mean I look like an idiot. A hundred percent of the time when I'm out in public yep. with my kid, if it's going to make them happy or comfortable or we're going to have fun together, I'm doing yep. it. So thankfully, like inside the house, even in front of Jensen, I never would have sang before. But now that we have kids, I'm I'm just basically a singing. I'm a I'm a big old joke in this house, wow. which is totally fine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sue knows Sue knows that I turn everything into a song. So it's like, I'm that guy where it's like, she's cutting up the watermelon. And it's like, oh, God. And she'll be like, will you stop? And I'm like, now I'm stopping. So it's like, I, I will sing makeup stuff all day long. It's just, it, I know it's annoying oh, as hell. That's me.
0: You sound like a lot of fun, honestly. It sounds like a fun house. Other well, would, would enjoy coming over to your house. I got
2: pooped on today. Does that count? That's a whole other story. Sue? No, oh, I know, I know. I was like, give it a break. No, on a walk, on a walk today. A walking bird? our dog this morning, a bird. I know it's good luck, but I didn't yes. know what hit me. So I then reached Licked down it? to go, what was that? And I come up in my whole hand. I was like, ah, and I had to like run home and wash myself down. How about introing the Pod Meets World uh, stuff now, Danielle? Hmm?
1: Yikes. From Bird Poop to Five Meets World. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
0: Welcome to Poop Meets World. I'm <laughs> Danielle Fischel.
1: I'm Ryder Strong. <laughs> and I'm Wilfred Dale. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be.
1: Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air.
2: (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore.
0: Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner.
1: It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16
2: or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history.
0: The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered.
2: Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals.
1: I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box, and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media, and I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold.
0: Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized, and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift.
2: So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories.
1: Go to LegacyBox.com world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale
2: ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly.
0: That's LegacyBox.com world. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means.
2: Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation.
1: Okay, maybe. Being thirsty?
0: Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations.
2: With your shirt on.
0: Yes,
1: with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. Well, with all these
0: summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated.
2: And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick.
1: It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand
0: in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water, and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly... It tastes
2: good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or
1: after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live
0: more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't
2: miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV.
1: Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using
0: promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. We
1: talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us.
0: Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social
1: media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom
2: doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow.
0: Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some
1: flowers.
2: You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's
1: short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love
0: it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano.
2: That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special.
1: And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done.
0: Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now.
2: And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go
0: to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off.
1: That's B-O-U-Q-S.com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD.
0: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai.
2: If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically,
1: Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5.
0: With up to a 303 mile range, available two way charging, and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai IONIQ 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched out again.
0: Nope, that was a one time show. Snooze, you lose.
2: Well, either way, the Hyundai IONIQ 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV.
1: The standard ultra fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250 plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
2: So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard.
1: Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
1: So today's guest is... Uh, quite an interesting one. This is somebody who I was fortunate enough to meet uh, maybe like 10 years ago. um, And I met her because of her talking about Boy Meets World on the radio. Starly Kine is a writer and a um, essayist, and a, um, well, now she's a television writer, but she was really known early on for doing um, This American Life. Yes, and,
0: I know so much of her This American Life work.
1: Yes, her This American Life work is amazing. And then she created one of the greatest podcasts of all time. It was called The Mystery Show, and um, it became a huge breakout hit, probably the biggest podcast after Serial um, that really established the form. Um, Yeah, so for our listeners who don't know you and don't know the the Boy Meets World connection, all the way back in 2002, you appeared on This American Life, and uh, you did a segment talking to Ira Glass about professing your love for comfort TV, um, which was kind of a brand new concept at the Mm -hmm. time. Now I feel like that's something everybody talks about, right? It's like we escape the world by watching comfort TV. But for you, watching reruns of Boy Meets World, which were, you know, all over the place back then, um, you talked about how you found comfort in Boy Meets World. And it's hysterical because that kind of predicts what we're doing here with Pod Meets World, which is, Mm -hmm. you know... Talking, uh, you know, it's, it's not just reflecting on our personal experience, but I think for our listeners, Boy Meets World is that. So talk about that. Like, where did, how did that come about? Where did you come up with that? Or?
3: I mean, I remember I used to come home from This American Life and watch Boy Meets World every night. And it was like <laughs> on somehow, I mean, it was before streaming, obviously, but I mean, I didn't have cable or something yet. I remember it was on the it was, it was a syndicated show and I had come. We, this American life, You worked really late. Yeah. So I come home at like 11 o'clock and my, pretty much my only existence was working at this American life during that, at that time. And then coming home to watch Boy Meets World. Cause it was, <laughs> that was like my last waking hour home before having to start the cycle again. It was like, I mean, I was, it's so interesting watching a sitcom now And trying to, like, get back into the head space. And I actually found it quite easy. Like, when I watched the episode for you guys, I was like, oh, yeah, I understand why I sunk into this. But it is so strange, too, to watch sitcoms now. Right. Because the whole forum
1: is just kind of outdated, right?
3: Yeah. And also, there's been so much. We've seen so many takes on it. Mm. Now it's, like, satirized. Now when we watch sitcom, the only like the only sitcom that anyone we know watches now, it'll be like WandaVision or right. 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 Oak or something or or Too Many Cooks. But right. like, I feel like we were the last tail end of people earnestly watching right. sitcoms. Right. And I'm not even and I was watching Boy Meets World in reruns.
2: Now, do you think just curiously because it's so interesting because I'm a uh, uh, a television of a, a nut. I just love it. I love everything about it. That Te- yeah. television was always my comfort growing up. Yeah. Um, do you right. think sitcom itself is dead or do you think it will come back in the traditional four camera kind of format form?
3: I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like every time I try to bring it back, it doesn't, the only ones that seem to really take off when they try to bring it back are the ones that were the ones before, right? Like the Connors are doing kind of well, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the
2: reboots are, are doing okay.
3: Yeah. I think people still crave the comfort. I think they might crave the comfort more than ever right now. And yeah. I think they would love it to work. We're at such a point where everybody is so aware and so afraid of that earnestness, but they crave it so much too. So if they were like could find a way to have permission back in. I mean, Avid Elementary is not not that format, but it's a network show that yeah. people are watching and it's a good show. So I don't I think we're like, told they could they were allowed to access I feel that way (laughs) they might like really go for it and then I'll see also like it's weird because I feel like when I look at what really young people like now there is there is some like unapologetically earnest stuff that
0: they really love hmm. Starly, do you have like a favorite? I, I don't want to ask you if you have a favorite episode, but if you do have a favorite episode or a least favorite episode or even like a favorite time period, do you like the early episodes? Do you like the middle or the end of our seventh seasons? Like, where do you think our show is really like finds its groove? What's a, what's our strength? I like
3: I I mean, it's they're different. It's it was interesting watching a really early one for this because You're not even Topanga's. Like you don't even know what's gonna like. The love is like you don't. You're like, oh my god, they. He doesn't know what's coming. He doesn't know what like (laughs) the girl that he's calling weird is gonna be like. His the
1: love of his life.
3: Yeah, the love of his life, who he's consumed by. So that's interesting. I mean, I think what's good about it's hard to say. I think I like them all for different reasons because your kind of show is actually the show you watch kids grow up. Yeah. And so it's it's. If you pick one period, you're saying, I like this time in that person's life. Like, you're such an innocence to watching these little kids get older and find themselves. Yeah. So I think I like, I like, the, I like the early times and I like the early Topanga. Like, when you guys are first getting together and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I love, but Sean really was my, I'm not just saying this. You guys are both here. But Sean was really the one that I gravitated to the most. Like I feel like that archetype of a character, like the kid who's a little bit the troublemaker, and also like you can feel the like the pain behind it. Um I The
2: angst. Say. The angst. So much angst, Ryder. <laughs>
3: <But> that type <laughs> is also like not really on T V anymore. Like I feel like that was that was so um formative for so many people. That right. whole type of character.
1: I was going to say it's just funny because we're 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 just we haven't even quite gotten there yet with Sean like in our rewatch. I know, I know. It's it, it really it, we there was an episode we talked the Santa's little helper which it did start hinting at that but it hasn't become the thing that it became where Sean was just the source of so much pain and misery and you're just watching him get sort of tortured every episode that really doesn't happen i don't think until like third or fourth season so i'm I, it's really it's, it's really interesting because i feel like i'm sean is still on the fringes of the show right now and there's all these hints at like his home life and like even in this episode i make a reference to like oh my dad yelling at me and i was like oh my god what is his home life like we haven't gotten right. there yet but yeah it's yeah. it's funny
0: So let me, let me jump in. Let's talk about it. We are jumping into season one, episode 12, Once in Love with Amy. It originally aired January 7th, 1994. Um, And the synopsis is that Corey accidentally discovers his mother might be having an affair all (laughs) while struggling to solve a math
1: problem at school. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was directed like, by David Trainer. It was written by Ken Kuda.
1: Ken yeah, Kuda, Ken Kuda, the greatest laugh, the, in the greatest laugh of ever. Yep.
2: Yes. Greatest we've talked laugh about
0: ever. Ken and his amazing laugh. Um, so it starts in the Matthews kitchen. Eric is on the phone with a girl named Kristen, asking for forgiveness. Then she hangs up on him. He says the big difference between guys and girls is that girls want commitment and guys want girls.
2: Fifteen-year-old <laughs> wisdom. Gotta gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, I, I also. Know, wanna I I'm just curious. Why, I want to know why I'm always wearing the number 83. Oh, it's just. It's like I didn't it, notice. It wasn't the year I was born. I don't play any sports, and it's this like this is not the some, first time. No, it's it, 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 if it is the first time, it's not the last time. Certainly, for some reason, they just decided I was a wide receiver, and we went from there. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I think it was very strange. Or actually, 83, I think would be more of a tight end. But it's like okay, um, but yeah, it was just kind of interesting. But when it was ask be, what
0: it is. Is is it what what number would 82 yeah, be? Yeah, right. When you're in
2: the when <laughs> you're 80s. You just
1: said like you were just speaking Latin. I have no idea what you are talking <laughs> about. Tight what? And how do you know based on the number? None of that makes the sense. The number so the the, the numbers number are, the number yeah. that
2: you get correlates to the position that the you position play on the field. Play. So what? you notice
1: like You yeah. just blew my mind. All really? quarterbacks all have sports? like lower numbers, or just Not, football. No, know,
2: no, just in football. Football. Okay. So it's okay. you know like the linemen are usually in 7 this in their 60s or the 70s and the quarterbacks are like
0: 8 or to 13-ish, yeah. that
2: kind of thing. And then you've got the wide receivers and the tight ends. Are, the tight ends are usually like 82, 84, something like that. I was 84 when I played a tight end, Amazing. thank you very much. I was, by the way, the worst football player in the history of the sport. Really? Uh, but, oh, yeah, we, were, we went 1-11, and, and I think we won the one game because the other team just didn't show up. Uh, but it was, um, yeah, so that, I was just curious as to why they put me, That kind of, there were always in jerseys. Which I which is interesting, but they specifically picked eighty three because I remember wearing that shirt a lot, and I just didn't know why. I didn't know hmm. maybe you guys knew why, but I no, didn't. no. Whenever no.
3: you see, I was looking at all the clothes on the kids. Like it's always like, your sitcoms are so ubiquitous that you start to be like, did kids actually dress like this, or did sitcom kids just dress like this? And then yes. we look back and we think, we're like, that must have been how kids dress, but I don't think it is how kids dress. No,
0: there's no mm-hmm. way. Any 12-year-old or 11-year-old got up and said, well, let me first find a long-sleeve T-shirt, and then I need a short-sleeve T-shirt, and now I need need a cut-off vest, vest, and where's my hood? I don't have a hood, so I'm going to have to throw on something with a hood, and here's my first necklace, and here's my second necklace.
2: (laughs) Although I will say in the 90s, rings and jewelry on guys was very popular.
1: Yes, that's true. So
2: you did have you did by the I mean I by the end of the show I look like I'm wearing brass knuckles. I had like a ring on every single finger. Really? (laughs) Oh man, it was. You look back now and it's like, what am I wearing? But yeah, there's so jewelry was was big on men back in the '90s. Boys. Then you're
3: like, which informed what? Did people kids start dressing because sitcom kids dressed like that, so they thought that's how kids dressed? And then real kids did started to dress. Like, where did it start? And who was making the decision? The decision to dress kids
0: like this that then made kids dress like that. Well, yeah. then let's discuss it. Does life imitate art or does art <laughs> imitate life? Let's
1: discuss.
2: Exactly. Do you, exactly. Do you all remember? Uh, I'm just curious. We would get, so the the start of the year, we would do like a massive wardrobe fitting. Right? right? We would? Oh. And, uh, oh, I yes. thought we'd, yeah. We'd and walk it's in like,
1: and do like a 20 outfit. A bunch. Right. Once you tried, it, it, was always a nightmare.
2: And you're this taking a thousand Polaroids at the time. Mm-hmm. It was all mm-hmm. done with Polaroids. And then were the producers there or no, is that why the Polaroids, the Polaroids. they look at everything. And then did we then have to go have a fitting again or was it just picked from the Polaroids that we have? I can't remember that.
1: It would be picked from the Polaroids and then they would buy things in the same sizes, same basic shape or design of, of what had already been approved. So there would be variations, but mostly each season it was like, these are the, you know, especially for me, like I would only wear like three pants the entire season or two pairs of pants. Um, And then, yeah, there would be a stable of shirts and then they would know that those fit me and had been approved. So then there would be shirts that were like similar to that. But
0: we still did wardrobe fittings almost every week or at least every other week because everything was tailored. I mean, every, well, not necessarily in season one, like your guys' shirts are huge, but I know, I remember on regularly being like, okay, you're not going to school now, skips, you know, don't go to school, stop at wardrobe first. And then it would be maybe something I tried on at the beginning of the season, but now I was going to wear it the following week. So it needed to be tailored because we have, you know, I don't think I
2: did that. I don't think I did that. I
1: don't think I did that. I think they maybe paid more attention to your clothing. um, Yeah. Or, you know, I think oh, wow. it, for us or for me, it was always just like baggy, big, put it on. Me too. Me too. Yeah,
2: same, same thing.
3: <laughs> you guys have been growing, actively growing, too. So they had to be.
0: Some yeah. of us were maybe growing. I stopped growing right around yeah. the time I started the show. I me came too. onto the show at 5-1 <laughs> and I left the show at 5-1. <laughs> <Me
2: too. laughs> I had
0: to do that extra inch. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's
2: important. It's yeah. important. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
3: Well, how so, were you when you were on the show, when you started?
0: I was twelve, uh, so I was on the show from twelve to nineteen, right? Or you were thirteen?
1: I was thirteen, and I was done growing. So I'm, I'm. Tall you stopped growing at thirteen.
2: You stopped yeah. growing. So at So I was
1: five eight, and I did not grow after after from season one. So that's why I seem tall on these first, you know, the first season or two. But then it, now I, you know, I, uh, I'm not tall.
2: <laughs> So there was, <laughs> well <said>. you know. <laughs> now So I'm yeah, I didn't really grow.
1: Dumb. I kind of stayed the same. Um, I mean, yeah, I probably got thicker. I, I think but,
2: I, I was already sixteen, so I think I had done been yeah. done growing too. It was like yeah. five nine and a half, and that was it. Uh, but I mean, important. I
1: definitely think that 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 this first season, the 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 goal was. Um, and it's just because it looks good on camera to have layers, to have, like, Mm -hmm. depth, and that was, like, they just kept... And and color. Depth and color, and I think that was the overriding concern. I think making me look smaller was the overriding concern. I know second season we had a new wardrobe person come in. That was Sarah Mankowitz Markowitz? Do you remember her? Mm -hmm.
2: Markowitz. Markowitz. Markowitz.
1: And she came in with an agenda, and she came in with a very... Cool style, and yeah. that's where that's where well, everybody came started in with wearing the style. Like bowling shirts and like yeah. the the sort of like Topanga's 1950s cowboy boots. Yes, and that's where I think Boy Meets World kind of upped its game as like a. We're gonna we're gonna actually steer the culture a little bit with our look. But this first season is just kind of yeah. a mishmash.
2: Eric went pre- Eric went preppy in the second. It was like always in button downs and, and chinos and oh, sweaters and oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh yeah yeah she, yeah.
1: yeah. She cool. had a look.
2: She came in, she came in with it. you're right. She came yeah. in very focused where it's like, Okay, this isn't working. We need to have yeah. everybody in I think needs that's why they brought her look. in was to yeah. like, you know, give her that mission. Yeah. Sure.
3: They're probably shaping the characters more too. So then yep. they're like this this first season is just like your sitcom kids. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. He throw
0: sitcom children.
2: Yeah, and we, it goes with what we've heard about second season them wanting to age us up. You yeah. know, that's also going to change our look and change our style and everything that we do. It's like we're going to essentially start over with with the look and go from there. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, of the sets too. If you if you think about it, all the new sets and the high school and everything, it was like we're going with going something new for season two.
0: So, continuing back into the scene, Alan walks in looking for Amy with a red rose he picked up from Feeney's backyard. And then Amy walks in panicked. She's looking for work papers. We're f- really establishing her as a real estate agent now. And we get the line.
1: The brick split level on Oak Street.
2: <laughs> so, so, that's
0: the moment you guys have been talking about. You didn't know which episode it was in, but she says years. that, and it became something <laughs> Will has said for 30 years.
2: 30 years. Where are you going? So, ah, brick split level on Oak Street. Like, we would just throw it into conversations. <laughs> I mean, that is one of those things that just stuck with us for some reason. It's, it's, so a, it's a nothing, but it's yeah. so stuck with us.
0: So Alan keeps complimenting his wife, but she isn't really paying attention. She's got too much on her plate and she yells for Morgan to come down. She needs her to eat her oatmeal before it gets cold. And then Judy calls saying she can't babysit while Amy is at her bowling league. But Eric offers to take the weasel. So Eric's going to babysit. Corey asks for money for pizza. And Eric takes the rose Alan picked to give to the girl who hung up on him. So he's going to give it to Kristen. Then Morgan comes down and sees that her oatmeal is cold. And this whole opening scene was the very first time in the 12 episodes or 13 episodes we've watched now where I didn't feel like the show was just about Corey. Corey.
1: Right. It it was was about a household. It was a family.
0: It was about a family and the dynamics of a family. There actually isn't any Corey storyline in it other than he's going to order pizza that night. You're right. So it was really fun. It felt very much like the problem, the math problem. Yeah. Well, that doesn't start yet. That's oh, yeah, in the yeah, next yeah. scene. He in the yeah. classroom. So in this opening scene, we see it's that Alan. It's Alan,
1: yeah. it's Alan wanting a hug is really the objective in the yeah. scene. And Amy like, being
0: stressed and, and her being yeah. stressed and Eric yeah. having been dumped by a girl. Everyone yeah. had a problem. Everyone had something yeah. really, except Corey. Corey was right. just kind of watching his family work around yeah. him. So cool. I thought it.
2: It felt it's old school really farce. It's old school farce. it's it is It's faulty towers. It's doors opening and right. closing. People passing right. yep. by without talking. Everybody's got their own agenda. And th- these were some of my favorite episodes. We did several of these. Throughout the, the the years, but only several uh, yeah. of the 158 episodes, and these kind of doors opening, closing, everybody having their storylines and putting their heads down and doing what they have to do. These are always my favorite because yeah. everybody it had It is a fun mission. as an actor,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's also just you. You really have to rehearse to nail down these beats and timing. You have to be yep. listening to each other. It's super fun. Yeah. Have you guys yeah. ever so seen one of the things the we movie can movie talk? noises off? Yeah, exactly. Or the play? It's, yeah, it's yeah. Well, like, it's much to oh do. It's much to yeah.
2: do about not. I mean, it is that that same kind of. That that vibe, but one of the things I wanted to talk about—we don't have to talk about it right here—but I already brought it up, so I will. Uh, <laughs> this this episode; these are the longest scenes, scenes? we've yes. ever done. I know. I mean, these scenes are so long. There's like six scenes in the entire episode. Yeah. I know. It's crazy.
0: I know it is. It's really it it it, it felt it, the whole episode just felt different, and it was yeah. it was so it was so fun. Um, so then we and I also love, just to touch on it as well, because we just recently interviewed Betsy Randall and we talked about her and, and kind of her getting the short end of the stick. This is an episode really focused yep. on her. Yep. Yeah. And it was a really fun opening scene for her to see her fully established in something other than just making the cinnamon rolls. She still right. makes the cinnamon rolls, but it isn't her only <laughs> focus the oatmeal, of the day. But yep. She bails it. Yeah. <laughs> She's gotta and get to so work. I, I really thought that was like a cool different way yeah. we get to see her which yeah. made me happy um okay so then we get into our opening credits and we end up in mr feeney's classroom feeney is teaching math because he teaches every subject now apparently uh, he's, a math teacher.
2: <laughs> he's a math that's what i thought i was just wrote math like he's teaching math now uh, he's a social
0: studies sense. teacher who also teaches english lit and teaches history
2: math. and math
0: is there anything the man can't do um, Corey has the answer, but Mr. Feeny wants to know how he got to the answer instead of just giving the answer, but Corey is actually wrong with the answer that he has, which he believes is seven. seven Minkus explains the equation to Corey and says that the answer is four point five four and a half minutes. But Feeny tells him he is wrong too. Minkus is absolutely shocked. He walks out and goes to the nurse, which: which is great. Is so cute.:
2: The extra behind Lee, uh, most of the time is looking is just looking at the camera and then looking back and then oh, really? looking at the camera yeah. and then looking back and then looking at the camera I love and then how looking you back. notice everything
1: though. <laughs> <Like, laughs> I'm so focused on like whatever the main storyline is I never see things in the background. That's amazing. It helps uh, that he's
0: not in the scene.
2: It does. It does help. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Topanga starts channeling the ancient Egyptian mathematician who first solved this problem, and I start, like, gurgling. So, this is apparently after the last episode I did, where I did a growl. They thought it was funny enough that they wanted to see if they could make it a runner.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) to demon inside.
3: (laughs) I feel like you had, like, real, like, Luna light (laughs) year. Yeah. yeah. Very good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, uh, rem- I don't remember this episode at all, but I did remember the first one I did where I made that mm-hmm. growl sound. I didn't remember this one, like, at all. I, I remember, remember okay almost with everything these.
1: about this episode. Isn't that funny? <clears throat> Do you really? Yes. Yo, I remembered individual lines. Like the second it started, it was like, oh yeah, Minkus is going to get it wrong. And he's going to, and then I remembered him coming in and all, you know, hair all messed up. I remembered every scene of this episode. It's pretty funny. For whatever reason, this one was lodged in my brain. And I remembered lines, like, uh, you know, beats. Yeah, it's super funny. But yeah, yeah, seeing this one was like, oh yeah, I remember doing this. I don't know why that is. Like, and yet I didn't remember Santa's Little Helper where I had such a big part.
3: You didn't remember the split level?
1: Oak split <laughs> level.
2: The, the brick split level on Oak Street, exactly. Um, does anybody, I guess, uh, it's just me, I guess we won't talk about how the ancient mathematician in Egypt came up with a thing about washing cars. That will we'll do that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and also, we never really find out because the right answer turns out to be that there is, there no, is, right. No, there is answer. no right answer. Yeah.
3: I so, have a real bone to pick with that. Yeah. Because okay. there is. <laughs> I didn't want to jump ahead, but I'm like, are you kidding me? What are you... So that I'm like, maybe it wasn't math class. Maybe it was philosophy class. Right. I, what What do you mean there's no answer? Like, what is he doing? Like, that's crazy. Of course there's an answer. And was it, is it, what, what does he just not know the answer? I wanted to,
0: I was so disappointed. I know. And I did look it up last night. What Th- is it? Is there it, an answer? There is an answer. Of course. It's a math equation. So what I was actually going to say is that the- Math's the not real. The Egyptian, um, <laughs> the Egyptian mathematician would have created the formula. So this is just one of those things, like a train is going this fast, and a train right. is yeah. going this fast, and where do they meet up? Like There is a formula. It's like something X times blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so it's there is an answer. The answer is about three, I think it was like 3.2 minutes. Like, oh, so
1: even Minkus's correct answer is, is actually wrong. So his Correct. His okay. his, his
0: answer is wrong, but it there is an answer, and it's it, it is in the I think it's in the three minute mark. Right. I'll, I'll look up exactly what it was again because I I looked at I, I couldn't go to bed without knowing. I was like, by the way, let's uh, look this up and didn't write it down. <laughs> okay, but, so you became so Minkus. An
1: you- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
0: definitely grew no. up to be a Topanga Minkus. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
0: there's no doubt about it that Danielle is really just Topanga Minkus. No.
3: Wow three and a half doesn't satisfy me either like i feel <laughs> i want there to be if it's not it's such a it's a crazy it's kind of a crazy example to have chosen that doesn't have like a satisfying answer and also for it to be no answer like it's not the right. kind. Of, it's it should it's not like the train are you going to kill one person or everyone on the train right kind of- Like, he's not putting that kind of thing. If it's a mathematical way.
2: Exactly. It's not really philosophical. It's
3: it's, it's like the beginning of like, it's the beginning of like, (laughs) (laughs) QAnon, <laughs> <That's like, laughs> like, doesn't exist. Facts aren't real. Like,
2: <laughs> wow, yeah, that's funny, it, it, but it's true because yeah. it's not really philosophical. And if you are yeah. throwing out a mathematical equation, then of course there's an answer. It's a mathematical equation, right? right. Your
3: so, teacher is telling you that this math problem isn't real. Like, that's really, <laughs> that's yeah. Cool. This is
2: why he teaches. Like you just wants l- someone to pop in and say, "Stick with social studies, Mr. Feeney." <laughs> like, yeah. This is why we, you know. Yeah.
3: It's true. Everyone well, I feel like this was like that was like the undercurrent of like the that math class because he doesn't know math, so he can't like he somehow is snuck in and is teaching a subject he doesn't know. <laughs> He, even when he's doing the numbers on the board, he's not doing real, like his stage business. Right. When he's yeah. filling it out, it's just like squiggles, frozen squiggles.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also like, noticed that he wrote four, three, two, one at really? one point. But yeah, he was like, but he wrote three first. He was like three, and then he wrote four above it, and then he wrote two and one. And it was like oh, oh somebody just told him, just write whatever you want on the board. Right. But
3: he did it in kind of an amazing way where it looks like he's like, and subtract- It looks like he's carrying the one. Yeah, he's yeah. It's <laughs> like the one, two, three, four. Because like the actual motions are very convincing. And then when you see – and then he draws an arrow. But then you're <laughs> like, you don't know how- – you're a fraud – you're both, <laughs> ma- no one knows math in this school. <laughs> <Even> like-
2: <laughs> well, the math teacher, the yeah, math know. teacher knows <laughs> math. Mrs. Kankel Ken- down Ken- the hall yeah. knows He's math. math like,
3: know. That's why I think he was, Minkus was having a breakdown because he was now being taught math by someone who doesn't know math. So right. Learn his,
0: you're right. It's not his fault.
3: Rules. No. Ah.
0: Uh. Oh, man. Okay, so (laughs) Topanga actually gets the answer right after channeling. Corey asks to look at her paper and she turns around and angrily growls at him. And then Corey says it's not fair that Topanga is cheating off of dead guys. Uh, Question,
2: Danielle. I don't know Mm -hmm. why my mind went there. Do you do you did you actually write something down? And do you remember what you wrote?
0: I did actually write something down because I also noticed at the beginning of the scene my pen I am fear when he gives the question I am furiously writing and I did always pick in scenes something to write on my paper whether it was just like I had a really good lunch today I enjoyed it because I had turkey and green beans like even if it was just that I would just write that over and over again in my notebook so that it looked like I was really doing something but I have absolutely no memory of what it was. It okay. may have been something like, you know, I don't know. Like I love whoever I had a crush on that week over and over again. I'd love to find those notebooks. Okay, but just curious. I did really write something. So then we end up back in the Matthews kitchen. Corey and Sean are playing with Morgan's Barbies, and they are still shocked that Minkus got the math problem wrong and Topanga got it right. They see it as a mystery, and then Minkus knocks on the door, looking completely disheveled, still out of his mind because he got the wrong answer, and then walks out. Um, I so thought this was
2: a- going to be the one where he talks about. Remember how Lee talks about how much he loved the episode where he was drunk, drunk on you? Yeah. I thought this was that, but I guess it guess that's a different. episode.
1: No, oh, but <laughs> Lee is so good, and he gets applause. When he leaves he the gets room, clapped. He gets, gets an applause break. He, yeah, he gets it's, an applause break on the exit. I was like, that's amazing. This, like, a 12-year-old actor just storming in and delivering this. He's so good. He's such a good little force yeah, to be reckoned amazing. with. I love God. the
0: way they disheveled his clothes, too. Mm-hmm. The way, like, he had per- the perfectly disheveled coat off, something mm-hmm. off the side. He he just, did he wear his glasses askew?
2: Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It great. it was
0: It was really great. It's all uh,
3: like, like, it all seems so innocent to these kids wandering by themselves like you're right like he just comes by himself (laughs) and he leaves by himself and you're just like you don't i don't they can they do they all live two blocks apart from each other right because
0: two blocks is mentioned later when sean leaves
1: i caught that now you
3: would be like i although this i guess this was after this must have been that era post worrying about kids getting kidnapped and
2: yeah, the kid that was in like the 70s was the real like watch your kids thing, 70s and 80s. And then yeah, yeah. the 90s parents were like, eh, they're not going to take them. Yeah, um,
3: now you'd worry again, but like right, this is like a sign in between where you're yeah. just like, oh, Sean can just go home at 10 o'clock at night.
0: Yeah, 10 o'clock. Well, I think the interesting thing is that. There's a it plays into what we know about Sean later is that his parents wouldn't have been worried about him. They probably may or may not have even noticed he was missing at 1015, much less whether or not he was walking home alone. Mm -hmm. But it does strike you as a little bit weird for Minkus to be out and about by himself. But it's like right after school, right? It's kind of early evening. Yes, it is because they're ordering pizza so it's dinner it's you know it's it's yeah. not maybe it's not quite dark yet but yeah minkus it is.
2: is also you could if we want to get into the backstory minkus is also the kind of kid where you can absolutely imagine him going to a parent and saying i need you to drive me to cory and sean's <laughs> uh you know because <laughs> i this is i can't this is, and they're literally parked waiting for him as he's all disheveled like i could see minkus doing that as well yeah, let's just say his sure. parents are there
0: Okay, (laughs) I actually like the innocence of him just walking home wherever he lives.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: I
0: do too. So Eric comes downstairs to order pizza and Corey tells Sean his mom is at her bowling league tonight, but Sean says that league ended six weeks ago. And now I love the idea that Sean's mom and Corey's mom... We're Might, also like, on the same. They're yes. like friends. <laughs>
2: that's So so bizarre. I also because then
0: it reminded me too that in the in the Christmas episode, Santa's Little Helper, when we find out that Sh- that his Sean's dad gets laid off, that Alan is the one who breaks the news. Yeah. So it really does it's seem a like a
1: community. Yeah,
0: it's,
2: yeah. Yeah, or that you guys yeah. are family
0: friends. Yeah, yeah. Right. which is great.
2: Right. And and I did not just remember that. Like to point out how much Ryder knows about sports. He literally almost just said that they play, play bowling. bowling together. I know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I play would have bowl. said play in a bowling league. That's, okay, that's good. what I was Okay, good. To say. Okay, good. <laughs> they <laughs> do the bowling. They do bowling together.
3: Are <laughs> oh my bowling leagues seasonal? Do they have Ooh. like a do I don't they know. Like run out? Good,
0: good yeah, question. yeah, because there has to be a winner. My husband is right? on a bowling league. Let's find out. Producer: there's a, Yes. There's a I just tournament. got a resounding <laughs> <kidding>. yes. yes. <laughs> there's a there's a format because there is, you know, you're competing with other leagues and so there okay. has to be a winner at a certain, you know, you're you get points every week and then someone wins, a team wins. Um, I, I, I think all of style. these
1: conversations around Minkus being able to walk home and Sean being able to and the parents knowing each other, it all it all contributes to this pervasive sense that the community is tight-knit and small and safe, right? Yeah. Like you you yeah. do feel like, and that's like a, I think that's a very intentional, very uh, sitcom, but it, it's part of the comfort TV factor, right? Is like the sense that like, oh, it's a, it's gonna be okay. Even if mom and dad are, you know, maybe having an affair, we can like stalk them for the night or we know what restaurant they're going to. Like everything is just tightly wound.
2: Yeah. Um, and Even two kids on the bus is is yeah. totally safe. Like, right. we're, we're going to jump on the bus for hours and nobody thinks twice about right. it. Right,
1: nobody's going to worry. Yeah, you're not actually worried. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what
0: pictures would we post on
1: our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting... Will,
2: what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow.
0: Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she
1: deserves some flowers.
2: You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm-fresh flowers from
1: BOOKS. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things... How about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement?
0: Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano.
2: That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special.
1: And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date,
0: and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your
2: Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
0: Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off.
1: That's dot S.com promo code WORLD. Books
2: promo code WORLD.
0: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 with up to a 303 mile range available two-way charging and other category defining features the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever
2: say teched out again
0: nope that was a one-time show
2: snooze you lose well either way the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV
1: the standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just
2: 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
0: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
2: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it.
1: Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. And
2: 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool after you've torn up your lawn. Let's
0: try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your
1: home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller
2: to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards.
1: The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.
0: So despite knowing this dilemma that the bowling league ended six weeks ago, Amy walks in with a bowling bag and says she's going bowling and then walks upstairs (laughs) to say goodnight to Morgan. Everyone is suspicious. Corey holds up Amy's bowling bag and realizes that it is too light for a ball and finds red high heels and a black dress. Corey
2: That's arrogant. a great line, Ryder. Great line for for you when when you're like, oh, there should be a number right above the spiked heel. Like <laughs> yeah. that that was very funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. So and then they find a card from the restaurant, and Will, this is the name of the restaurant you knew
2: right away. I remember La-Bugia. the name. I remember this name, Labuzia. La Bougia, the the fancy place (laughs) that guys take, the seniors take their prom dates. Maybe mom's dating a (laughs) senior. Maybe mom's dating a senior. Everybody else is. And
0: I remember when we just interviewed Betsy uh, right after that um, interview aired, somebody tweeted, uh, you guys forgot to mention the real acting achievement, which was making that bowling bag ball look heavy.
2: (laughs) Heavy. (laughs) It's true. true. Oh, man. Ryder, was this the first time you and I actually interacted on the show? Uh, I was in the classroom but did yeah. we I mean
1: no there I think there was an episode where you me and Cory are in the bedroom but it might involve other kids too I think Dewan might have been yeah there. yeah you're
0: right Dewan is there and maybe Marcus. I feel like yeah
1: we have did some yeah do we. Okay. I, think, I feel like we but yes I, and I think that's partly why I remember this episode so well is that this is really fun like the three of yeah. us scheming together yeah. and like bouncing off of each other and I remember it and I remember feeling you know like like it was a, it was a different show and yeah. i think it was really exciting um, well you saw do
2: you see all three of us break when we're trying to zip up yeah, the bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and
0: yes, I saw so it, especially great. on Ben's
1: face. Yes, yeah, Ben was running the table. back to the table. I was like, he is losing it right now. <laughs> yeah, all three of so us, all three cool. of us were just trying not
2: to laugh at that <laughs> well, point. Well, because
0: it was so funny to watch you try to zipper up that bag. You were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <it's
2: just> so <laughs> three, three people it. on one zipper. Yeah, it, it was very funny. <laughs> you yeah.
0: yeah. hear Ben do
3: a laugh too. Like he, you, he, he, he does a little bit of a laugh at the end the of The little it.
2: Ben laugh, yep.
3: Yeah.
1: It's
0: so funny. So Amy comes back downstairs, says she's off to go bowling, and the boys know she's lying. Sean asks if there's trouble in paradise, and Corey and Sean realize that Amy isn't paying as much attention to Alan anymore. And she did pick the one night that Alan has his manager's meeting to go out. They think that this could be her having an affair. Sean suggests that they tail Amy because he's a big fan
1: of NYPD Blue. This is a funny joke. It's It's a great joke. And another totally 90s reference. (laughs) Totally 90s reference. reference. Yeah,
3: The talk talk dirty part was interesting, though, because I was like, that's like a little bit of edge suddenly. Mm -hmm. Like that's more... You saying talk dirty was more of an edge than a parent when they <laughs> talked about like their date later. It was like, it's different. kind of interesting that line well, in there.
1: It's a reference to the fact that NYPD, if I remember correctly in the nineties, NYPD blue was so revolutionary because they said a certain words on television. That was the yeah. whole like, um. And they got a lot of attention. I think they said, you know,
2: a-hole, a hole, I think, was what it was. No, I think it was just yeah. ass. I think, I, I think it was. No, it was I think they pretty... were the first ones where they were allowed to say a hole. Okay. Yeah, pretty wow. sure okay, that's yeah. why so it they, was they like broke a big thing. The
1: barrier, and I remember that was like all anybody talked about NYPD. But it's funny because like Sean says, talk dirty instead of like swearing. You know, right? Right? right Make I know. More sense. Uh, yeah.
0: Right, because <laughs> I hear talk dirty and I don't think swear words. No, so. no, 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 no.
1: That's more. Yeah.
2: Like sexy. yeah <laughs>
3: Right, that's why you're like, it's interesting to have it in there. I think you also maybe saw someone naked for the first time on...
2: You saw butt. You saw a butt, right. you you saw saw a butt. butt. But. and it was like, and it's and it was so like yeah. Sipowitz's butt. That's the thing. It was what it was one of those where it was like, oh, they're really they're swinging for the fences. This is you know they're going. It's the the fifty five year old you know b- bigger detective guys' butt. Like oh okay it's sweet do it do it. Yeah. It's like Harvey uh, Keitel nudity. You're like really yeah right. <laughs> is that what we're gonna do? That's what we're do? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd also again like to point out this scene is still going. The scene that we're talking about is super long. I
1: know. Well, yeah. this is it. We're going to get to the act break, and we've only had three scenes. Three yeah. scenes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing.
0: So Eric and Corey leave to go follow Amy, and Sean is left to babysit uh, Morgan. And uh, Corey says if he is killed on this miss- mission, Sean needs to get the answer to the math problem and have Topanga channel it to him. So I love that Like they found a way to work back in. Oh, yeah, we're still dealing with this math problem. We haven't yep. forgotten about it. Yep. Um <laughs> Quote, so unquote, then we math are, problem. Math problem. Exactly. We're in the, the philosophical room.
1: math
2: problem. <laughs> uh,
0: Morgan and babysitter Sean are playing cards. There's a full house mention again. This time all with all ABC the Olsen shows.
2: Twins. NYPD yep. Blue. Full oh, house. NYPD all NYPD was
1: okay. Yep. That's oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So it's all ABC shows. The synergy. Yep. So I yep. noticed in this scene, I am wearing a calculator watch <gasps> that i believe was my real yeah, watch you loved
0: it wow. you I were think were so it was excited my, about that what, calculator watch
1: i was do you remember yeah, this i do that's you so funny because i thought i had outgrown it by the time i was you know, but because i remembered it more like second and third grade which was years before boy meets world but i clearly was still kept it i love no, that Casio that watch, calculator yeah. watch yeah they, they've re-released it it could hold 50 phone numbers guys it could hold wow. 50 phone numbers. It would take an hour and a half say, to program to one. I did you have oh, to Oh, you have, like like, <laughs> yes, have to sit there, and, like, yes, you'd have to sit there, like, with just the, like, point of your thumb or your fingernail, type in, you know, a hit one four times Listen, to get to D. It or, would you know. be
0: worth it when you get arrested and you have one phone call and you go, <laughs> I have one number in this watch." Yeah, I
1: know who to
0: call. And it's the only person I can call. Oh
1: my God. I was so stoked on being able to keep phone numbers in my watch. That's, uh, yeah, but I think it was my real watch. That's so funny. Oh, so geez,
0: great. So funny. Um, so Alan walks in and wonders why Morgan is still awake at 1015. I love the idea that they picked 1015. Yeah. Hmm. So
3: there is one thing. Also, like the babysitting chain of command. Like sh- Ben needs a babysitter. Right. And then you, Sean, Sean. Didn't a babysitter. Like Sean, then gets to become a babysitter. Like I feel like that was also like there was there was no worry about who was watching this like toddler.
0: Well, actually, in the in the at the beginning when Will gets off the phone and the babysitter cancels, it, the right. the only conversation is who's going to watch Weasel.
2: Right. He but does said, I'll, it. I'll
0: watch um, yeah. the weasel, which means I'll stay home and watch the toddler. So Ben actually doesn't seem like Ben needs or that Corey needs a babysitter. It's just that Corey's not capable of
2: babysitting. babysitting right. Mm. So he's just...
1: Well no because Corey's
2: Corey's, Corey's then the one, the one who, who shoves who, who, him into who that dragoons situation. Sean into right. into doing that. <laughs>
3: but I feel like when the dad comes home he's not alarmed
2: that Sean No, that's it. Not, not at all. <laughs> <Okay>. like, <"Sean, laughs> the library.
3: Yeah. He's not exactly. like why is Sean who's the same age as my son, younger son babysitting right. my young my young daughter. Right. Right.
2: right. Exactly. Good point. I'm okay. not
0: problem. Yes. Uh, okay, so, um, Sean lies and says they went to the library, even though Alan knows that the public library closes at nine, he goes upstairs to put Morgan to bed. Which is insane, by
1: the way, because knowing how library funding works now, they're close at like 4.30 in the afternoon.
2: (laughs) And (laughs) they opened at one.
1: The most 90s (laughs) thing that a library could possibly be open until 9pm. Anyway,
2: go on. My jaw
3: did drop when he said nine. I was was the last number I expected to come out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I also loved Lily's. Jacks are better to open. I thought that was I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's
3: funny. I liked uh, also the mommy and daddy, uh, queen and kings line. Oh yeah, three three mommies daddies and two daddies, daddies. and two mommies. actually good line. Two, yeah. two daddies and three mommies.
0: <laughs> yeah, that it is cute. That's how we get our full house reference. Yep. Uh so um he go Alan goes upstairs to put Morgan to bed, and Eric and Corey come home right at that moment. They find out that they had found out that Amy was dancing with a guy in her black dress and red shoes at the club, and they were like cuddling up together in a booth. It's getting serious. So Sean starts to leave after asking, like, who do you think it was? They couldn't tell. So we we mm-hmm. know that she was with a mystery man. Um and Alan comes back downstairs to talk about where Eric and Sean were, and Corey can't stop covering his mouth and bouncing his legs while Eric lies to Alan, explaining where they went.
2: This was mm-hmm. this was fun. I thought yeah. I thought Ben was really good in the scene. Yep. Um yes, it's sitcom and but it's fun sitcommy, yeah. it's energetic sitcommy. Yeah. Um, he's great. It's like, it doesn't matter. I'm playing straight man and it is a straight up comedy duo with great. the anchor in the center and yep. you're pinging it back and forth. And just mm-hmm. from a comedic standpoint, it is a ton of fun. And I thought Ben nailed these moments. I thought this he was, was great.
0: A fantastic use of natural Ben Savage energy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, the bouncing legs is something we've caught Ben doing under the cafeteria. Like he had so much Energy, yeah. and this is the perfect place for him. To, the way he slapped his hands back up to his face, and Ugh. and I mean, the timing was so, so great. Funny. It was it was so funny.
1: Um, this, yeah, I don't have it a, I don't have a too much shirts for this episode, but I did watch it with Indy, and he um, he loved this episode. He loved this scene. He also the first thing out of his mouth in this scene was, "Well, it was the dad. She was with the dad. Like he yeah. called it, he and I think it. that's part of the. Safety factor of like knowing that nobody wanted to cheat her. Yeah. 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 Like he was just immediately like, well, of course it's going to be okay. And she's not really, you know, dancing with another guy. It's going to turn out to be the dad. And he just immediately called it. I was like, yeah, you're you're probably right, dude. Um, But yeah, at seven, uh, you know that nobody's actually going to, you know, the family's not really going to fall apart, which I just think is a nice vibe. Imagine.
3: Like if, if this show had decided to have the mom have an affair, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> like it would have been so, it would have been darker than NYC. Oh okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would have been <laughs> like heartrending. And the kids yeah.
3: like witnessed it with the, if they come back, just like shaking. <laughs> oh
1: jeez! <laughs> but in, in a weird affair, way, Boy Meets World kind of. Got to a place that was similar. Like by season seven, we did stuff that was just like, "What are they really going to split Corey and Topanga up?" Like, yeah. no. I mean, I'll ultimately no, we didn't. But I think we would do episodes that would have scenes
2: that were kind of like that. Um, yeah. We got the baby yes, in the I, NICU I, and all. I mean, the baby, right. the babies in the NICU, and That's there's, right. I mean, there's a yes. lot of stuff that happened that was, yeah, Mr. real. Turner towards the end. dying. Yeah. But, well, yeah. we thought. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Motorcycle accident. was fine. He right, was right. fine. Right. He was fine. Yeah. He came oh, back yeah. nine years later.
3: And death is also something that I do think they like to throw kids into. That was like a rite of passage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now Disney established that we were, that kids were allowed to see like horrifying traumatic deaths all the time. Yeah. Okay. That would have been less, if they had come back and the mom had just been died like being like hit by a car that would have
1: been more (laughs) acceptable but the idea that she like like, might love somebody else and like want to live in another household somewhere
3: yeah and then you guys took a bus to go and cover that too like if you guys just like (laughs) on this bus and come home been like yeah we watched mom just like make out with this other man
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm
2: sorry i very quickly very very quick tangent Are there episodes that any of you remember from any shows growing up that kind of scarred you in a way to where it was one of those episodes from a show where it was like, I remember how I felt when I watched that? Because I have one and I was just curious if anybody else has any of those.
1: Mm. No, I remember I had a horrific nightmare where Alf was eating people. And I could never watch <laughs> ALF again. So, <laughs> wow, interesting, interesting. Uh, but that was just me. Per- that was a, a dream I had that is like scarred me. And I guess it was just the weirdness of ALF coming alive in my in my dreams. Um, okay. Yeah. No, but no, I can't remember an episode that I was like devastated by. Okay. I do
3: remember the teacher. There was a teacher who dies in Wonder Years that I felt sad mm-hmm. about. I don't think it scarred me, but I do. It did stick with me. I might have
2: been upset by the Tom Hanks drunken uncle. Oh, no. that on Family Ties. Yeah. That was a tough one, too. So the Tom, That was a great character, and remember. he was amazing. Tom Hanks plays mm. an al- his their alcoholic uncle, oh, and no. it's just a gut—he's phenomenal. I mean, he's Tom Hanks. He's, he's yeah. phenomenal. But that's up there for me, too. Danielle, do you have any?
0: I don't. I, do, I barely watch TV as a kid. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, there was an episode of Different Strokes where— um His best friend Dudley gets kidnapped and is brought to the back of a bicycle shop and is molested yeah, and it's oh my all gosh. about like it's all about like and they, oh, they I remember hearing about this. they yeah. hypnotize um uh gary coleman's character to remember the license plate and they end up getting Dudley out of there, but it was like as a little kid oh watching gosh. this, it was like traumatic it was it was the D- beware of Str- stranger danger episode, right. and it was like, man, that stuck with me, yeah,
1: what an intense thing for a group of writers to. <laughs> decide to yeah. do right like yeah oh, let's cover and to push it so far assault.
0: to not even yeah. have it just be the threat of what could happen mm-hmm. if you were then but the actually like
2: yeah it was there was yeah it was it was brutal i mean i could i could be remembering this wrong but they bring dudley out and he's like covered in a like an emergency blanket and he's like oh my shaking God. it's like oh my i could be people will check me on that if i'm wrong but that's my memory it was like a mm-hmm. disturbing bit of tv so starly uh,
0: you wrote on one of my favorite shows ever. You wrote on Search Party, which I was, I mean, seasons one through three are like, I was addicted to, especially season three. Has Boy Meets World influenced your writing at all?
3: (laughs) I'm sure it has. Uh, Season three is my favorite season of Search Party as well.
0: Oh my gosh, it's Um, so good.
3: I know. I feel like that was the one that people, because that one came out we made seasons. I worked on all the seasons. We wrote season three two years before it came out. <gasps> wait for HBO Max to get created.
1: Oh, that's It's going to get weird.
3: uncreated. Um, <laughs> search party was on TBS. Then yeah. it, HBO Max, the, the merger happened. And literally we just like, we just, it didn't come out for so long. And then we we filmed season three, finished it. Then we filmed season four and season three had not come out yet. So it started oh to gosh. feel like we were just making a show for us to watch. Yeah, in a <laughs>
1: vacuum. Yeah. Or was <laughs>
3: being filmed, we were like, this is our job. We just make a TV show for each other. Right. <laughs> and then, but I feel like season three kind of was the one because it came out in the beginning part of the pandemic. Right. It came mm-hmm. out in May yeah. 2020 when people were like tired of watching TV. And yeah. then season four came out january 2021 when i think a variant had happened or we were like yep. there were, so, but um i can literally track it through the pandemic
1: wow.
3: but uh i'm sure boy meets world influenced i'm honestly because i feel like it's i search party is so aware of tropes right mm-hmm. like it's such a it's such a sh- it's it's such a show that embraces pop culture and tropes and tropes are regularly referred to in with love in the room like I feel like the way they're brought up in the room will be like I love this thing how are we going to put this on in the search party s- spin it's not the kind of it doesn't discard things and it doesn't fe- it it's very much part of the DNA so mm-hmm. I feel like um why wouldn't it be infused with it like and I think and also just like anything I think that has a group dynamic like a group of friends search party is a group of friends I feel like mm-hmm. you're, you're saying like that we just watched sean and will and yeah Ed yeah cory like it's all you guys are like starting to form that friendship yeah and i think that's what makes a show work when you feel like the characters like to have fun right. with each other yeah yeah love about it's watching a group TV. of
1: people you want to hang out with and sort yeah. of be a part yeah. of yeah i yeah. love that feeling yeah. yeah and
3: a show like search party really needs that because they're doing such
1: Crazy.
3: Awful things, yeah. Awful things. I, I right. can't always say that. I'm always like, I guess it's awful, but like, I also like have never. You guys probably feel this way. I don't know if you guys feel this way when you watch something. When you watch Boy Meets World, because I never wasn't a part of Search Party. Like I was there from right. the right. beginning. I can never see it just as a viewer. Like I don't know. People will tell me that it causes them anxiety. Yeah. Or some seasons are darker than others, and I'm like, I I don't I can't tell.
1: If you wait thirty years, you can start your own rewatch podcast. (laughs) And it's very bizarre. Because I feel like I'm watching yeah, I am watching Boy Meets World for the first time and I, I I do feel like I can be pretty objective about it. Um I think. I don't know, maybe not, but like it's it's it is interesting like it, time time changes everything um, yeah and like i feel like now i am understanding what people have been saying to me for 30 years about boy beats world like the things that i've been hearing that i'm like really our show made you feel that way or this right or like even your segment on on this american life like i remember hearing that and being like that is a strange take like i don't get that now i totally get it like because yeah. i'm older i'm removed from it and i can watch it and be like oh this it, it, it is comforting like we're talking about that that notion of safety and and you just want to it's It's like just the show is a warm blanket wrapped around you. It's a blanket. It's It's absolutely a blanket. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So eventually, Corey screams that Amy was with another guy. Alan appears concerned, and his sons are ready to stand in solidarity with him. Amy's car pulls up, and Alan says he's going to go have a talk with her. And then we are in the Matthews' backyard. Alan walks to the backyard to meet Amy and says they're busted. Amy is bummed they found out. They joke they weren't sneaky enough on their date. It seems like they're kind of
2: role playing a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, so, the headlights from the car. Oh, gosh. Are oh, you, no. oh,
0: my god! Yes, that yes, yard. I am. Oh. Yes, but I also, am. Also, Alan came in the front door.
2: I understand. But so, where did he park? Now, the headlights from the car come in the back and swoop through wherever that is. And then she's walking from the back area when, during the other... Times they would come out and they would take a like like a our grandmother was Rolling Stone came out and took a right to get to her car. I can't. No, she didn't take a right.
0: She went left. She went, she went, left, went toward left. toward sure. the back. Yes, one hundred percent.
2: Okay,
1: so somebody on Twitter just recently made a new map, okay. and oh. and they followed what I had suggested in an episode that we're actually on a corner. Right, okay. but I think it has to be. The, I the, and, and you know I, I I'll I'll get this person's name and 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 comment to them directly. But I think they got the street on the wrong side. So I yeah, imagine it is think- a corner where this the this, the the it, the corner is actually the the mystery yard. The side right. you know the the yard that where the French doors go out to. Right. That leads to a street. To a street. And that street leads to a driveway that is between Feeney or like the garage that we do see in later seasons. So you guys play basketball yeah, in yeah, front of yeah, a garage. Yeah. Is yeah. like basically between Feeney's house. Like before Feeney's yard, but back there, if that okay. makes sense. I'm going to need a, a full 3D digital, digital map, map yeah, of yeah, this. Yeah. I'll yes. draw my map gonna, I know I have to, I please said draw I would. your map. Yeah. We get like 10
0: maps a day via email, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So I would I would really love for Ryder to draw his so okay. we can add yeah. it into I'm the I'm gonna fray. Need, I'm gonna
2: need a a a professional 3D over, I got it because I can't wrap my head around it. Don't know where they're coming from. Don't know where they're going. That's all I'm saying. And, and it's me. I know it's me, but I want to see it.
3: And is it open? Is that why kids? Is that why like Mingus is able to just come from the back? Does it have like a gate that you can just open?
1: Yeah, we're assuming that everybody walks through everybody else's yard, or they, like, like <laughs> okay. I, I do think that yeah, there has to be just a a driveway and another street. Above the French doors, basically, that, right. that you can walk from a you can walk from a street onto a driveway into the backyard. That, that so has if to you're be driving
2: past the house that you see at the beginning, right, and you're driving you past, and the house is on the right hand side as you're driving, you can then take a right a down right. another street um, and yes. see the second part of the house. Is what exactly? You're okay, exactly. Okay. There's
1: there's access points on both sides that you can park at or you know find the yeah yeah, okay. yeah exactly.
2: All That's right. the way I, I want to see it. it. I want to see it.
0: Okay, so we're also at the same time that we see stuff in the backyard. We are in Corey and Eric's bedroom. Corey and Eric are watching their parents interact from the window, and then they panic when Amy walks away. We don't have a mother anymore. Uh to their surprise, Amy walks into their bedroom to explain everything is fine and that she was actually dancing with your father. And I absolutely loved Will. Best true. Your best episode. I mean amazing. <laughs> Eric yells, Dad's, Dad's, Mar- Dad's not our father. <laughs>
1: That was funny. Uh, Yeah, that was a great joke. That's not
2: her father?
0: Really cute joke. Great, great delivery. Amy explains, no, it was their dad, Alan. She says they lied because they work hard to keep their relationship fresh. Eric agrees that sneaking around sometimes sounds romantic, but Corey still doesn't get it and is super grossed out.
2: Um, Very quickly, uh, Amy is standing in front of a sign behind her, and with the, (laughs) the way the sign is blocked... It just looks like it says drink piss. <laughs> what? Are you serious? What does the sign there say? A, I don't know, but it's like it How says drink. How does your
1: brain absorb
2: all this stuff? It's right, right behind every time her. do
1: a rewatch, it's, you're like, did you notice the extra in the background? I mean, this dude, is it's crazy to me. It's, you're Even right now You're yeah. <laughs> you have like no filter. You have like, How does your brain keep up with all this information will? I don't know. Will? It just It's it mind boggling to me. It wow. just does. That's but it incredible. does. She's in front of
2: a sign. It's a red sign and it says I think it says like PUFFS, like drink puffs or something like that, but there's something in front of it blocking part of the U and oh part of God. the two Fs. So it just looks like it says drink piss.
1: Well, are you one uh, of those people that when you walked by, like, the magic eye posters, you were just like, yep, yeah, it's a boat?
2: Like, uh, you just saw it? Y- yes. I'm more, it's weird. <laughs> I'm more of the person where if I sit in the middle of a room, by the time I leave, I know everybody's conversation around me while holding a conversation of my own. Oh, God, my gosh. So, it's God. just that I'm, but here's, I'm that guy.
0: He's that guy, but also, don't send him an email. He won't see it. He won't read it. He won't see it. <laughs> Emails. If you have, if you have a schedule of any kind, no, you're gonna know. have to he get it tattooed it on his hand. Yeah. He won't write it Thank down. You. He no, won't I remember
2: it. I did. I got it. But Sue bought me not a calendar, but one of the ones you have to hang on the wall.
0: And do you carry it around with you at all times? It is
2: sitting in the same place at our house. I have to check it every morning, and everything is written in different colors now, so I know where everything oh, is going. Good. What everything's doing.
0: You have a mommy calendar. I do.
2: I absolutely do. I absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely do. Great. We're doing it in different colors. Amazing. I'm being reminded to look at it. Oh, I tied my own shoe this morning, not both, but one, and I'm very excited about what we're. You're this is a leading. little
0: like Nemo, and I love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah I got a calendar uh, it's working what? well
0: that's good okay good I'm happy to hear that Okay, um, so I Amy, just want to say about yeah. this
1: scene um, for, you know not only is Betsy great and able yeah. to deliver a nice like I'm glad like we've talked about on this show that she doesn't have she had, hadn't had much until this episode, to be yeah. able to be the one to sort of talk to the sons and be like, here's what's really going on. I mean, this could have easily been Alan, you know, but yeah. the, or both of them together. And I, I just think that maybe this is, you know, partly in response to the writers listening to Betsy say like, can yes. I have something more to do? Cause this is a really nice beat and, and she's it's great. It also speaks to. Something we've talked about, about Boy Meets World, which is kind of cool, is that, like, Amy and Alan are kind of cool parents, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they they are going on dates, and, like, you just didn't see that. You didn't, you know, there wasn't a space for that in in many sitcoms um, at the time, and I, I think it's nice. I think it's a really nice touch.
3: It's really interesting. I find it a very interesting glimpse into this whole time. Like, it, it it's, it actually, like, breaks through the seam of a sitcom to mm-hmm. show parents... They're tr- the whole thing is they're trying to get away from the, the sitcom. sitcom life. <laughs> yeah, like we need a break. We need to right. be different characters tonight. <laughs> we need to like feel like alive. We need to feel like we're not just we're not just parents in this family, which is what we come to a sitcom for. Right. And wow. in the way Corey reacts where he's like, you want to degree from us, and you're like, it's you're like, yes, that's healthy, that's good. And maybe it's like, a harbinger of what the show will start going toward. Like it's just, it's really, it is, it's commenting on the very thing that the show itself, that the nature of a sitcom is providing. You're not supposed to want to leave the set right yeah. the
2: safety the safety bubble that we've been talking about yeah, yeah they're you know, like so the cool. only
3: way that we can keep this going is for us to leave this we at we have to feel <laughs> something else we have yeah. to have more experiences we have to have more dimensions so that we can be good parents so that you guys we can raise you right like it's really it's it's actually like a pretty it it's it, it's it's a kind of a revolutionary sentiment to watch mm-hmm. like you said but like you're just not just not expecting it, and it's still delivered in a sitcom way yeah right. like, i wasn't i it was, i i i was I was glad to see it, yeah, yeah so was cool. I it was yeah. it was True. a great
0: a great scene, and again, betsy's so wonderful in it and her the way she's relaxed and casual and um it's it's very sweet, so then she leaves saying she's going to go get a good night kiss from a guy in the backyard, and Eric runs to the window and really is relieved to see that it's still their dad. Still and then we're in the Feeny, We're in Feeney's classroom. Minkus is alone doing math problems on the chalkboard. Sean walks in and claps the chalk erasers on Minkus, leaving his hair a Why? little white. <laughs> Why? Just <laughs> because do he's doing mean? math problems uh, oh. on the board. Gosh. Uh, Mr. Feeney and the students return to class, and Feeney once again recites the math problem and reminds Corey that the answer still isn't se- seven. Corey says he realized Feeney posed this question to stop thinking so that they would stop thinking like kids and start thinking like adults. Yeah.
1: <laughs> start thinking like <laughs> nearly
2: <National human> <laughs> <Yes>. exactly. <laughs>
0: And wow. that sometimes there are many answers or not even an answer at all. Which and is not that,
2: true with math at all. Absolutely. There usually aren't many answers to a math problem, nor are there no answers if it's a math problem.
0: I know. I don't oh, know Feeny. why it wasn't just a philosophical question he could have posed to them at the beginning.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I,
0: because, the, because I'll tell you exactly why. Because Topanga needed, someone did need to have a right answer. So what did Topanga's? what was Topanga's answer? There is no answer. It's, it's, got, it's all yeah, black that's and white. It's got,
2: yeah, that's what it's going to be. Because then
0: it, the whole thing is, well, that's why Topanga was able to figure it out and not Minkus, because Topanga is open to thinking differently. And so someone who is open to thinking differently is going to come up with a right answer. And those of us who are closed minded and not open to thinking differently are not going to
1: get it right. Which is and, why we need to investigate QAnon. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it completely oh, just think differently. Don't don't yeah. trust math. Do your research. Facts and answers. Oh, my God. But like, the thing it is, we did
3: find an answer with the parents. Like, they could it could yeah. have been like, if you look at things differently, you'll get the answer.
1: Which right.
3: But Topanga, but they shouldn't have had Topanga the right answer, I guess, in this. Because it's just like, that is the QAnon way. I'm sorry.
1: But-,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Topanga, but like in this model and. Because It could have been that Corey came the next day and was like, I now understand the answer because yes. I understand that if I shift my perspective and my yeah,
1: approach, I see, right, I yeah. can
3: see how these two people can work together and somehow yeah. I get right. to watch it quicker yeah. than anything.
1: Uh, like,
2: you can arrive at the answer from coming at a different angle as yes. opposed yeah. to there is no answer. It's like, right. oh, OK, yeah. which is yeah. like
3: we, they got such a solid, substantial answer last night from their parents.
2: Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Very.
3: satisfying.
0: So Minkus says even though his work is for nothing, he may have accidentally solved time travel. Topanga asks if Corey's spirit guide gave him the answer too. And he says, yeah, my mom.
2: That's very um, sweet. It's first. a very sweet little moment.
0: Cute little moment. Um, And then we're in the tag. We're in Feeney's classroom. Minkus is still doing math problems on the chalkboard. And then he actually disappears after he says maybe time isn't a continuum and that it is a random occurrence of, mo- of moments.
1: Uh there was and like so n- this is the first official breaking of reality fourth on Boy Meets yes. World. Yeah, yeah the this breaking is, yeah. of the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. And it's with a some moment. sweet
2: graphics for the time too. Oh, by the way. amazing! This is Dude, like Star this is Trek, Avatar Next stuff. Generation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, uh, oh yeah, actually, I I just got a note from producer Jensen. This is technically the second time we see Earth from afar in that one scene where. Corey okay. yells With screams, right? right. The, yeah, the
1: screams. But that's, and then a, we, but that's, that's an that- out of this world POV. This is the first right. time right. we're actually like, oh, time travels uh, yeah. possible. Yeah, like, magic like, yeah, can yeah, happen yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, within our show. Right. Um,
0: yeah. So he disappears, and when it when he first disappeared, I was like, huh, why is there no laugh? Because I thought that's where it was going to end. I thought he was just going to disappear, and that was going to be where the show end. And then it was it was pure silence on mm-hmm. television it was just totally silent and then he comes back again and he repeats the same thought then he disappears again there's more silence then he returns repeats himself again then he doubts his work and erases the board completely oblivious to the fact that he just solved the mysteries of the universe time travel yeah and it does end on more silence <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. and
2: that's our episode and there was like six scenes in that entire episode. The scenes were so long; it was great.
0: I know. Let's see. I can't count how many scenes there are. Let's see. We have six. one, two, really three, four, five. Yeah, you're right. Six.
1: Wow. It's a good yeah. episode. It's a, a great it's a, episode. Yeah, I think the wow. I think the math the math equation stuff is a little iffy, but you know. Indy definitely noticed he was like, so he always learns the lesson back in the classroom. <laughs> I was oh. like, You're getting you're getting the rhythms of the show now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But you know, Indy would have no idea what the actual lesson was. He just knows that there's a satisfying, like, oh, it all comes back to the classroom where Mr. Feeney is, you know, in charge in charge. Yeah. And and knows, you know, knows what's going on in Corey's life magically.
0: Starley, what do you watch now for comfort? Mm. Um, I tend to
3: watch procedurals for comfort. I, the, the weird thing about working in TV, you start watching less TV though, too. Like it's cause you start. Oh yeah. That that's, which is so sad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm teaching screenwriting right now. And like one of the first lectures is like, guys, it's going to kind of ruin the magic trick for you. <laughs> like that's kind yeah. of our job is like, yeah. you'll start seeing cause you know, like I have a friend who's an incredibly intelligent doctor, multiple degrees. And, like, I was having a conversation with him a couple years ago, and I mentioned that, um, that uh, you know, during the second act of a movie, and he was like, movies have acts? And I was like, oh, God, that's so beautiful. But <laughs> like, you, like, you live in this world where that, you know, you just sit down, and for an hour and a half, stuff yeah. happens, and it does, you don't yeah. know why it makes sense. But, of course, you know, there's structure there.
0: As a final question for you to wrap this all up, do you have any questions for us that we could answer for you?
3: Um, when you guys watch it, do you feel like you're watching yourselves? Like, do you... uh,
0: (sighs) There's a weird, a little bit of a weird out-of-body experience where I feel Mm -hmm. like it's me, but also not me. Like, in episodes that I don't remember at all, I feel like, yeah, it's a little, like, out-of-body. And then the scenes that I really... Now, I'm not sure it feels like me. (laughs) I'm not
1: really sure it does. I don't think it feels like me either. Because when I think about the identification I have, like, with my own face or my own body, I actually, because I spent so much time... With you guys as well, I feel similar about you. Does that make sense? Like I look at like Lee's face or Ben's face and I'm like, I spent so many hours working with that face, like opposite me and making faces to each other that it's, it's the same way that I feel about looking at my own face. So it's a bizarre, it's a very, uh, but I am getting more insecure watching it now.
2: Are you? Yeah, I'm starting
1: to get get more self-conscious about the way I, I I mean, Uh. I know I've made jokes about like how I'm nervously running my hands through my hair and stuff in the early episodes, but like around this age for whatever reason, I think going to the second season I'm going to be way more like, oh God, what's happening to my face Mm. and my body?
2: (laughs) I, uh, for me, I actually, and this sounds very weird, but it's the 100% truth. I see way more of myself in the cartoon character that i voice than i do of me on screen
1: Interesting. i don't
2: know why but i That's always so have i can look at my I can look at a role i've done voiceover and i can see me um i i watching somebody else as i'm watching these episodes it's bizarre
0: well thank you so much for being here with us yeah you so are Starlight. truly a boy meets world expert and critic uh <laughs> and so it's been really nice talking to you about this and letting you shine some light on on our own show for us yeah. uh, thank so you for thank that. you guys so much for being here
2: Come back in some of the later seasons, too. I'll
3: love yeah. to. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah, Thank we you. should have
0: her on once a season to
2: just like tell us, least. like,
0: wh- how we've, <laughs> how we're <laughs> How we're fair. <laughs> we're evolving. <laughs> like,
3: I'll get a different face thing every time. So. Oh, oh,
0: perfect. <laughs> Maybe so. oh, <laughs> we we have friendly. micro-needling next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll join you. I'll start doing yeah. it, too. <laughs> All
1: right. Thank awesome. you, guys. Thank you,
0: Starly. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
2: And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
0: Go to books.com and use promo code world for 25% off.
1: That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code
2: world. Books, promo code world.
0: When it comes to Pod meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303 mile range, available two way charging, and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
2: Say teched out again.
0: Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose.
2: Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The
1: standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC
2: fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with
0: available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car,
1: backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select
2: states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all
0: Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need.
1: But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can do both. You can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases
2: you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team. And 2% cash rewards on what you need,
0: like paying for
1: parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you
0: want,
2: like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool after you've torn up your lawn. Let's
0: try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want,
1: like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like
2: a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The
0: Wells Fargo Active
1: Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Well, that was great to have Starley on. She, um, you know, she, she has such a, a interesting sensibility and like a take on our show that I, I really appreciate. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, talking about that safety bubble.
2: Fascinating. Huge. It's yeah, that's amazing. Like, I'd never thought about that before. And it's so true. Yeah, and I and it's
1: fun and I think it's going to keep getting interesting watching Boy Meets World because I I do there's a self-consciousness about Boy Meets World that, you know, obviously became a big thing in the later years, but it is already here. that, you know, besides the fourth wall breaking of Minkus magically transporting, there is this sort of like um super geekery about the format of sitcom. You know, it's like we we're doing sitcom well. But we're also kind of commenting on sitcomness, and that's going to happen more and more as Boy Meets World goes on, and I, I'm excited for that because uh, that you know that became like basically what Girl Meets World was. It was like a meta sitcom. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There was, like, characters constantly commenting on their own characters and their mm-hmm. own, like, story arcs. And, like, that's what ends up happening. Like, I know by season five, Corey and Topanga are like, but we're supposed to be together. That's our right. story. Right? right. There's, like, right. A, a self-consciousness yeah. that is super interesting. And you can see the seeds for that already in season mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So here's a reminder to everybody that we are going off of, we are doing this rewatch based on original air date order, not the order they have on Disney+. Plus. So if you are using the DVDs, Bingo. That's the order that we're using. So those are correct. So our next episode that we are going to recap is going to be She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. It's season one, episode 13. It originally aired January 14th, 1994. Um, Thank you all for sticking around for this episode of Pod Meets World. You can follow us on Pod Meets World Show on Instagram. Be sure to email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. Also, we've got merch.
2: Merch
0: at podmeetsworldshow.com. And also, if you have not rated us, please subscribe. Give us five stars. I accept nothing less than five stars. Uh, If you hate us, then write that in a text note on your phone and then delete it immediately. Anything other than that, go ahead and rate us. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, We love you all. Pod dismissed.
2: Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach, Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon, and you can follow us on Instagram at pod meets world Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com.
0: We got you, baby. When it comes to Podmeat's world, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first
1: ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5.
2: With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads.
0: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states
1: only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.